Well, hello, YouTube Power Hour squad. Erica here for another fantastic interview for you with an amazing YouTuber, and I'm excited to introduce her to you and how she was able to grow 200,000 YouTube subscribers in one year, which is absolutely fantastic. Before we get into that, welcome my newbies. We're always getting some new people here. If you are a YouTube creator who is brand new to YouTube or who has been on YouTube for years, but is just looking for some inspiration, for community, for ideas, then the YouTube Power Hour podcast is for you. And for my returners, thank you so much for being here week after week. And I love hearing from you. So let me know how you like this interview in uh, on my Instagram at Beauty in the Vlog. Also, make sure you follow me on Instagram because I have some really great giveaways that I'm planning for you guys in this next month. There's going to be a a few and they're going to be really, really good. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, head over there at beauty and the vlog and follow me there. All right. So our guest for today is Dr. Mona Vand. So Dr. Mona Vand is a triple threat. She's beautiful, smart, and strategic. She understands what it really takes to achieve success on YouTube. And she shares it with you guys in this week's interview. She and I chatted about the importance of outsourcing and how she does it, how exactly she was able to grow 200,000 YouTube subscribers in one year, and the videos that put her channel on the map and the huge mistake that she made at the beginning of her career that caused her to delete all of her videos. So we get into that and much, much more. And so who is Dr. Mona Van? Dr. Mona Van is a certified pharmacist and creative talent. She covers everything, beauty, health, fitness, and overall wellness with a modern twist in pharmaceutical science. While most pharmacists believe in filling prescriptions, Mona believes in a healthy lifestyle. She aims to teach her dedicated followers that medication is only part of the equation for maximum health and emphasizes that wellness stems from diet, exercise, exercise, and mindset. So I know you guys are really going to enjoy this interview. I love Dr. Mona Van's channel. Health and wellness is a big part of my life, even though it's something I don't really talk about here on the podcast. I am a huge health junkie, and so I love her, her channel. I know you guys are really going to enjoy this interview. And a quick announcement. If you didn't listen to my episode last week, the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp is going to be enrolling in May. So if you are interested in joining the bootcamp, joining incredible women who are like-minded, who are passionate about growing their YouTube channels, and you're serious about wanting to just up-level your channel this year here in 2019, then make sure you add your name to the waitlist if you're not on there already. Uh, you can go to ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you'll be first to be notified on all the information pertaining to the bootcamp. Enjoy the interview. Mwah. Well, hello, Dr. Mona. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I am super excited to have you. I love your channel. I love what you talk about. It's totally stuff that I'm interested in. So I'm very excited to bring you on and for you to share your journey here with our listeners. Thank you. So before we kind of get into, you know, what you're doing now, I want to know what inspired you to get onto YouTube and start uploading videos? 
Well, it's so funny because I was so uninspired to get on YouTube for so long because I thought the competition was just too much. And I was like, you know, Mm. it's so saturated. I'm just not even going to try to win at that. Um, but what inspired me was I was doing, um, Instagram, like IG stories and like videos or like little or, or Snapchat stories. And people loved like the content so much that I was like, okay, I need to create something for my followers so that they have more long form content. So I can talk longer than 15, 20 seconds and they'll have something to refer back to. So really my whole goal was just to create something for my followers. I wasn't even thinking about making like a YouTube community or doing anything. So I went into it kind of with this mindset of like, this is just for them. I don't need to get like a bunch of views or whatever. And then it just started growing so much that it wasn't what I expected at all. Wow. So YouTube, you weren't looking at YouTube as a traffic source. You're just looking at it as just a platform for you to serve your followers um, from Instagram or from Snapchat. A thousand percent. Like I think, and it's funny because before that I was looking I was looking for it like as a new community and like I was trying and I was trying so hard, I think, to make it like YouTube-y, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. trying to follow the formula and it just wasn't working. And then when I started doing it just to really serve my community and just started, I actually, to be, to be honest, I should backtrack. The one, one of the biggest things that inspired me to get back was um, Instagram lives. Mm. And I started doing these Instagram lives and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to film a video exactly like I would do a live. Like if I mess up, I mess up, I'm just going to be super normal. And that's kind of what started it. Interesting. So you, it sounds like you kind of played around with YouTube, but then stopped mm-hmm. and came back to it. I stopped for a while. I stopped for a while because I was like, I couldn't find the right editor and flow and like it just wasn't working. And I, I just got frustrated with it. And then when I decided to get back into it, I was like, you know what, if I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure I post every single week, the same day a week, I'm going to find an editor. So I did a lot of the back end work and made sure that I had everything set up before I could get started because I had at least understood that consistency was really important for that platform. Yeah. You said something uh, that I want to go back to. And you said, you know, you were kind of doing YouTube and thinking you're doing the YouTube formula and then that didn't work out. What were things that you were doing at that point that just kind of didn't seem to be working? I was just like, I was watching how other YouTubers did it and like their personalities. There's kind of like a YouTube personality. I feel mm-hmm. like if you watch everyone's like really loud and like kind of eccentric in your face and like that's not really my personality, but I was trying to do that because I thought that's what would win on YouTube. And then, um, I was just like trying to think of, I don't know, I guess like even the topics I did, I was trying to make like really trendy and very like hosty. And I just thought that would work. And it just didn't (laughs) kind of just like really failed. I was getting like no views and no one was really that interested in it. And then when I just tried to like serve my audience and keep it really normal and real, it worked so well when I was just being myself. I love that. That's such a great lesson because a lot, and I like that you brought that up. A lot of people feel that for them to be successful on YouTube, they have to be super outgoing and super Mm -hmm. outrageous and super trendy and this and that. And while that works for some people, if that's authentically who they are, it doesn't necessarily, it's not the way for success on YouTube. It's just a way. Exactly. And I think that the people it works for is that's probably their general personality. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, that's why they do it. But like it just and it's even funny because even to this day, all like every once in a while, like, you know, I partner with a lot of different brands for YouTube content. And like it's always a brand I like. But, you know, I tried doing one that was kind of like um, like an unboxing of products. Mm -hmm. And I really like the company and I like the products. And uh, 
I was like, oh, a lot of people love this on YouTube. Like this will probably do well, but it did, did not do very well for my page because that's just not what people follow me for. Mm. So everyone like, you know, you have to like really own what people like you for and just be yourself. And I think you'll be more successful that way. Yeah. It's all about serving that really specific audience. And like you said, what they know you for too. Yep. Mm -hmm. I I, I think that that's great. And so then you kind of came back to YouTube with a different perspective, with a different attitude. So Mm -hmm. other than kind of just being yourself, were there other things that you did differently this time around? Um, you know, the consistency was one thing, like, cause before I did it for like a month or so, and then I kind of stopped, um, I did find, um, a really great team. I think that's so important. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I know there's so many YouTubers for the most part, like edit their own videos and I have so much respect for that. It's just not something I could ever, even before I was like, I'm going to film them myself and just send it to an editor. But even the process of getting the footage from the camera, yeah. transferring it over, I don't think people understand this was like hours and hours and then it would fail and I have to start over. And mm. I was like, I just cannot, I'd rather pace it. Like it wasn't worth my time. Yep. So I found a good flow of like, just having someone like, just come help me, like, you know, get, get this footage over to my editor. And I kind of, I started working with a team and, you know, it wasn't like in the beginning, people are willing to work with you if they believe in you, which I thought was also really great. So mm-hmm. people were willing to do it for lower rates than I probably, you know, than I should have paid them. But then luckily now we're at like a great place where everyone's, you know, everyone's like really loyal. And I don't, I always want to keep the same team. I think that's a really good lesson too. And I, cause I have a, a boot camp where I help women with their YouTube channels. And one of the things that I tell people, especially people that are, are really busy, people that are, you know, moms or students or have a profession and they're working full time, which is most of us, mm-hmm. most of us who are, people on YouTube or doing something kind of creative like this. It's like m- mm-hmm. most people are doing something else. And for a lot of people, the tech, all that stops them. Or some people say, well, I have to like, learn everything and do it. And I say, you know, if you have the means and the, and the funds to do it, that's probably the best money spent is to mm-hmm. hire at least an editor. I completely agree. And honestly, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're just investing in yourself. Exactly. And the amount of hours I would spend trying to transfer it and then getting frustrated and then like not being motivated and not doing a great job editing it, at mm-hmm. least just for a little while, like be like, this is the amount of money I'm going to invest into this. Like this is and you sacrifice in other areas, like, you know, you don't order out food for a while, you don't mm-hmm. go out and buy drinks, like you pick what you want to really focus on for a little while. And then, you know, it's like an investment, and then it comes back to you. It does. And I love that. And and we all have our strengths, and we all have a certain amount of energy to expend in a day. And it's like, if you're doing mm-hmm. things that is not in your own zone of genius, and you're spending all these hours learning how to edit, and you probably still won't get nearly as not good nearly results. As good. Yeah. No. As somebody who's really good at it and it'll take up, take them a quarter of the time to do it. It's, it's, it's much better to do that as opposed to expanding your energy, expanding your energy and doing something. And by the time you get in front of the camera, you're drained and you're ready to get over with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a big believer in like finding people that are better than you at certain areas in your Me life. Too. Like I've done it for, I mean, for shopping, I've done it for interior design. Like I have an assistant to help me with things I'm not that good at. And I have an editor. I just feel like it's so like find people on your team that can like build off of your weaknesses mm-hmm. and then you can focus on what you're good at. I totally believe that. And like you said, it's investment in yourself. A lot of people are like, no, I can't. But you know, how many of us spend money on things that just don't matter? Like, honestly, exactly. they don't matter. I, you know, I work with a lot of people that do beauty and this and that. It's like, really, do you really need that $55 palette? Like you're much better putting that money towards something that could actually make exactly. a difference in your life. So I think that's such a good lesson. And I love, love that you brought it up. 
So one of yeah. the things that I always ask people that come on the show is that was there a certain video or turning point or tipping point that happened with your channel that kind of took things to the next level? Um, I wouldn't, it wasn't like so drastic like that, but when I first, so it was last December, I remember I started all my new videos and I think the first one I put out, I did a, the first two or three were like mediocre. They were good. I mean, I think they were even getting like 500 or a thousand views, but for honestly, I was getting like no views before that. So mm-hmm. I was even so like, was okay, good. I'm getting somewhere. Right. Yeah. And then my third or fourth video was on food combining. And I remember, um, cause at first I was filming them myself when I first started and then the quality was just bad and the sound was bad. For anyone who's wanting to start YouTube, one of the most important things is sound. Even if you film it yourself to just like mic yourself because people are more engaged to listen when you have, when you have a mic. So then I decided to do this one video on food combining. And this was something that I talked about a lot on stories and Instagram and Snapchat and people were really interested. So I was like, okay, let me just do a video on food combining basics. And I just sat there, just me sitting at the table and I just kind of talked for like 15 minutes in that video. I remember, I think I posted it and it like got up to like 5,000 views, which is the most I had gotten. Like it was up at, up at that in like a week or a few days. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of my first, like, okay, wow. Like people actually really like this style of video. So maybe I should just kind of sit and talk like this because even for the first month, um, you know, I was working with an editor and we were like trying to strategize and we were like, okay, here's a big search term for the month of October, November, like pumpkin soup, pumpkin smoothie. So I was, I had even started doing those videos and they Mm -hmm. just didn't do well because it just wasn't something that I really cared about or believed Mm -hmm. in. Like, I don't really care about pumpkin soup, even though it's Thanksgiving, Uh but when you, when you know something and you know a topic and like you're passionate about it and you can speak confidently about it, I think that was more like engaging. And that video did really well. And that sparked me to like stick to things like that. And that's when it kind of started taking off. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, and it's, it's, it's such a basic lesson, but it's a lesson that so many people dismiss the idea Mm -hmm. of really going and doing things that you're truly passionate about because as a result that radiates on camera and YouTube is the business of being in front of a camera and and, and an energy transfer from yourself to the viewer. And if you're not feeling it, the the viewer is a hundred percent going to notice. Even today, we were just filming some content this morning and I was like with my videographer, my assistant, and we were filming this one and it was a topic that I was just really, really into. And we were all like, oh, that video was so good at the end because the energy is just there. And like when you're really into something, it just changes the video. Mm-hmm. I know. It totally, totally does. And that's what gets mm-hmm. people engaged in you. That's mm-hmm. what gets people excited about you is your enthusiasm for something. And- yep. And people are like, oh, yeah, she's as excited about maca powder as I am. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, so <laughs> it's like people relate to that and they want to feel good about, you know, their interests and their passions and watching yeah. others be excited about it. It just it feels really good to watch that. What's funny is like, so I, then, I, then I started growing faster than I was even like ready for necessarily. So I didn't know all the like rules of YouTube. There's mm-hmm. like, it's almost like you're in this like different society where you have to do these things. So I wasn't like linking products below videos mm. and everyone's like, where are the links? Like, why wouldn't you put the links and getting all upset? So I started learning. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that like really quickly. <laughs> but that's okay. It's a good problem to have. Yeah. It's kind of like do yeah, it yeah, first exactly. and then figure it out later, you know? Right, right. So, because what you're really focusing on was the content. And you're not mm-hmm. focusing on the other things that don't really matter. You're focusing on creating the content and everything else will just kind of kind of come into place. Yes, exactly. 
So you had that video, the food combining video that got about mm-hmm. 5,000 views. At what point though, I mean, because at that point, how many subscribers did you have? I was, I mean, I was under like 5,000. Okay. I was, it was a pretty low number. It was, that was, that was one of my, cause that was maybe like my fifth video that I went mm. like in that re revamp my YouTube page. And so, so I did that one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then you did that one. And then, you know, a year later, you said you had about 5,000 year later, you're about 200,000. So yeah. Yeah. So what happened so with that? It just started. So after that, I think I did one on my, my skincare routine. And then I did one like on my makeup routine. And after that, every video just started doing really well. And I did them all very conversationally, like very, like as if I'm doing a live. Um, and it just kind of was like a slow, I even remember like it was at 10,000. And then I think a month or month and a half later, I was at like almost 50,000. That's when I thought I was like, Whoa, this is growing so quickly. And I think, um, I have a team that I did, um, an online course with, and we still have the course up and they're like really big on analytics and they would constantly email me and being like, Oh my God, you're growing. Oh my God, you're growing. And like everyone, I think other people around me would like make me realize that it was doing really well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw because Instagram I've been doing for so long and like, I've, you know, I met YouTube beat that in a year. So it's funny to see like one platform that you think is going to be your main one and something else just takes over. Yeah. Right. So your initial platform was Instagram. Yeah. That's just always where I assumed or imagined like, you know, cause I saw the most people, like I felt like generating revenue on mm-hmm. it and it was like my main source of business. I just didn't think, I thought YouTube was just too saturated for me. I didn't think it was going to work. And so how have you now shifted your strategy with this whole different platform? I'd say like my focus is probably 50, 50 YouTube and Instagram. Maybe okay. if I had to pick probably a little more YouTube though, because there's so much more, um, you know, Instagram's a little more like in the moment and there's like my daily updates and my stories, but YouTube, I really put so much thought into like, you know, if I'm shooting the next day, the night before I like outline topics I want to talk about, like talking points I want to hit. Um, I don't ever read off of anything because then it, it just doesn't feel like organic enough, mm-hmm. but I definitely make notes of like what, what we want to cover. I think about, like I ask Instagram all the time what they want me to cover on YouTube. Mm. Um, and people like visuals so that I make sure I go out and get the products I'm talking about and make sure I find like discounted links for them. So there's just like, you know, you're like writing, creating, producing, and then I ha- send it over to my editor and then, you know, holds you one round and he sends it back to me. And I always send so many notes. I'm mm. like, Mm-hmm. At 1226 to 1232, let's cut the one second here. And do, like, I'm very involved in like the post-production too. Yeah, yeah. So it's just like a lot of work that goes into it. Yeah, so, like it definitely is. Uh, how many videos do you do a week? I just started doing two a week. I was doing one a week and now I'm at two. Oh, wow. When did you start doing two? Mm-hmm. It's been like two months now. I think I'll stay at two. Like I don't see myself doing three because I just don't want the quality of the content to lag. Yeah, totally. But too is, and I, I actually want to start experimenting with, um, series. So maybe like for a month or two, I'll do like a, a specific series on the second day of the week that I'm shooting. What made you decide to go from one to two? Um, I just, you know, I talked to my manager about it and my team and we just decided like, let's just keep, I mean, more content, the better, I guess. So we were kind of experimenting with it to just get more stuff out there. Yeah. And how has that, how has that been working for you? Do you feel like you've been growing faster because of that? I think, you know, I haven't really, I feel like it's either the same or faster. Like it hasn't been too much of, I'm, YouTube also changed. It's a little bit of its algorithms recently. So I've mm-hmm. been kind of trying to like let that settle in before I make a decision on it. Um, 
but you know, I do partner with, I partner with brands for different videos and I try not to do like, if I'm partnering with a brand on a video, I don't want to do like two or three of those a month and then just only have one be an organic video. Because Mm -hmm. even though anyone I partner with, I test and try the product, I make sure I like it, or it's something I've been doing for a long time. And like, and I'll reach out to the brand and be like, let's collaborate. But you know, sometimes people that are watching it, it's just, um, if they don't know you, if they don't build that trust, they just don't like it as much as something that's not partnered. So I want to make sure that I'm giving enough a month that's just fully organic and then only mixing in a little bit that's tied up with brands. Yeah, that totally makes sense. It does. Um, so you mentioned that you you do reach out every now and then if there's a product that, that you love. Is that something that you've been doing for a while? Yeah, I've been, I've been doing it. What's so funny is like this one brand I tagged, um, a clothing brand. I just like tagged them a fitness line because I was wearing them the other day. Mm-hmm. And then they responded this like long message about like, oh yeah, like we'd love to reach out to our PR team. And I was like, what? And they were like, oh, we're responding to your message. And they like, oh my God, you sent that two years ago. So like two years before I had reached out and been like, hey, I'd love to work with you, but they must've ignored it. And I guess Mm -hmm. I deleted it and forgot about it. (laughs) I forgot that I did. So it's like funny to see like how things change, you know, years later, like I didn't even realize I had sent that message, but I do, if I really like a brand, sometimes I'll just organically tag it and then they'll reach out and we'll find a way to collaborate. But like, I, I think it's great to reach out to people you like. Yeah. You're using them anyway. Why not? Exactly. And do you do more of your kind of interaction and connection with brand via Instagram? Um, a lot of people will email me off my website. Mm. So I usually I go through like those every day, but then I'll get some on Instagram. I prefer email because I don't want things to get lost in DM. Mm-hmm. So I always will usually ask people to like email me if they reach out in DM. But mm-hmm. then, you know, sometimes I'll miss something. So I'd always rather email. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, okay, so we're getting to the next part of the interview, which is the best tips round. So this is kind of a rapid fire where you'll say the best tips um, for certain things. Uh, Okay. So the first is, what is your best tip for starting a channel? Best tip for starting a channel? Um, Let's see. I would say make sure that when you're going to start it, you're going to keep it consistent. So don't start it and then lag and then like miss one week, like get prepared and have content ready for like at least a good three to four weeks. Make sure you have a flow and you're going to stick with it. Definitely. What is your best tip for what not to do on YouTube? don't try to reinvent someone else's personality or creative because everyone's like the best at being themselves and everyone has their own touch. So don't, don't try to be someone else because you can't beat them at their own personality. Definitely. Uh, what is your best tip for growing a channel? Best tip for growing a channel would be, I guess, creating really good quality content. Um, even if it takes a while, eventually it will come. And at this point too, um, you know, quality is so much more important than quantity. So even if it's not as high as you might want it to be, um, conversion can still be higher when it's lower. So just really, really putting out quality content, engaging with people who respond to you or ask you questions. Like that's some feedback I've always gotten that people are so appreciative of Mm. and, and collaborating, offering to any other channels to help them produce content, like offer to do things for free for them. Um, the more you, other people can share you, the better. Have you done that with other people? Yeah. I love collaborating with, you know, I try to do it with like somewhat like-minded people, Mm -hmm. but I collaborate whenever I can. And, and by collaborate, uh, how are different ways that you've collaborated? 
Um, we can like do stories together. Um, one, one of my friends has like a vegan channel and we Mm. like did videos together. We like filmed two and we did one for her channel, one for mine. Um, I've done giveaways with people where we both like post it and like, we'll do a joint giveaway on like products we have. Mm -hmm. So whatever works for that person and what their channel is like. What is your best tip to get noticed on YouTube? My best tip to get noticed on YouTube I don't know that I have one here because I really, I swear I wasn't trying to, not that I wasn't trying to, I, of course I'd hope to, mm. but it wasn't my MO when I started it. I think for me, what's worked the best for me is, um, my channel's very like informational. Um, it kind of goes back to being yourself. So many people are like, oh, your videos are, are so soothing or calming. Like I love how much I learn from you. And that's what makes me stand out from every other YouTube channel. And that's really just me being myself and mm-hmm. just sticking to what I, what I do. So I feel like it's like Logan Paul, like he's just like so funny and outrageous. Like that's what makes him stand out. And like, obviously he has millions and millions. So everyone has their own thing. That's the thing. And you can't ever, you can't be somebody that you're not. Oh my God. Imagine me doing like Logan Paul stunts. Like, yeah. It's just, it's <laughs> like, just would be weird. Not vibe. It'd be so inauthentic. Weird. It'd be like you're trying too hard. It'd exactly. be like you're just following trends and people are very in, intuitive and tuned when they're watching oh, someone. Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah. Definitely yeah. are. And it's like, and the thing is like, if you are truly you and yourself and you are aligned with your interests and your passions, then you're going to attract the right people. Otherwise, if you're trying to be somebody you're not, then you might succeed a little bit and then you might attract those type of people, but it's not a sustainable strategy. Agreed. It's exhausting to be somebody that you're not. It's exhausting to think about ideas of these other types of people would do naturally and and not be yourself. Completely agree. Without hesitation, I signed up for Erica's boot camp this year and it just wrapped up recently and it seriously changed my life. Because of this boot camp, I was able to capitalize on a current trend and gain over 10,000 views on one of my videos. Before this boot camp, I was lucky if I could get 100 views. Boot camp is for you if you, like I was, are putting a lot of time and effort into your channel without seeing tangible results. I even hit my goal of 5,000 subscribers during the boot camp, growing almost 2,000 subscribers in just 90 days. You know, during the boot camp, I had some breakthroughs and gained, I don't know how many subscribers in one month, I think 10,000 from the boot camp. During the time of the boot camp, one of my videos even hit 70,000 views and I surpassed 1,000 subscribers. I have created relationships where I will be friends with people for life. My channel is at 18,400 subscribers now. I have increased my watch time by about 30 or 40 seconds, which is awesome. I feel kind of like an SEO genius now, and I feel like my videos have a better quality to them overall. I feel like taking this boot camp helped me to really niche down and find that one area that I was super passionate about making videos about. I started this boot camp with only 9,000 and 138 subscribers. Now I have 11,375 subscribers and it's just growing each and every day thanks to Erica. Even after the first week, I knew that the bootcamp was one of the, do you know what, the best decision I had ever made for myself, let alone just my YouTube channel. Do you work really hard on your YouTube channel, listen to all the marketing experts and do all the hacks, tricks, and strategies, but are just not seeing the results that you want? 
or are you lost as to where to start? Does the platform seem overwhelming with a lot to learn? And are you yearning for a community of people who understand your vision of being a YouTube influencer? Hi, I'm Erica Vieira. And if you answered yes to any of those questions, I want you to seriously consider the Zero to Influence YouTube Bootcamp. You will be joining the hundreds of bootcampers who have discovered their unique niche and have clarity with their purpose on YouTube. This isn't just another course about YouTube. This is an experience and an opportunity for you to really discover your unique purpose and niche on YouTube, which will translate into views, subscribers, and most importantly, influence and impact. Let me change your life, or at least let me change your YouTube channel for the better. Go to ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp to add your name to the waitlist so you are first to be notified when I open enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. ericaviera.net forward slash bootcamp. So uh, next up is my beauty bonus round. So this is not beauty bonus. We're just called a bonus round. And um, same thing, I'm going to ask you a series of questions that I ask everybody that's been on the show and you give kind of your, your first response. So the first question is kind of a fun one. What are your three must have products. Like it could be nutrition or beauty, just three things that you cannot live without. And you can be specific with brands and stuff. Three things I cannot live without. Um, let's see. The first one would be some kind of hyaluronic acid serum. I mm. can't live without that product. Um, I use it like morning and night, if not more, because it just, you can never like overuse it. I love it. Do you have a brand um, or something specific? I actually like don't, I, I use so many different ones. Um, actually one is like this local dermatologist mm. in LA by AE skin. I really like the one they make. Mm. Uh, they comp out at the pharmacy. So I'll use that a lot. Um, I uh, love my Jade roller. I'm obsessed with my Jade roller. Um, I actually have it linked on my website. The one that I like mm -hmm. uh, on my blog, I have a little like holiday gift guide that people can find it there. Okay. Um, but that I keep in my fridge or freezer and use it. And it just like gives you such instant results. So I love that one. Um, and this is all like, like uh skincare stuff or like to be anything, food, anything. anything. Yeah. Um, let's see. What would probably my, a silk pillowcase. Oh. I love, I like literally travel with them. I love them. Um, cause I feel like I'm such a side sleeper mm. and I'm always like anything I can do like while I'm sleeping or while I'm on a plane or whatever it is to prevent aging and wrinkles. I love so. Awesome. That's, that's yeah. great. Uh, with the, I'm curious with the Jade roller, how often do you use that? I use it. I try to use it once a day, but whenever I feel like it, like whenever I apply, if I do a serum or an mm -hmm. oil, I'll use it. Um, right when I wake up, especially when you're like waking up in the morning, the coldness of it with an oil on your face, just like refreshes your skin. Mm. But if you like, or if you shower at night and cleanse and use an oil and use a Jade roller, I swear your face is like glowing in the morning. It just like really gets product in there and like lifts your skin. So you put the product on and you literally use a roller just to kind of like. Yeah. Like put you it apply the product just like you normally would. You don't mm -hmm. like, it's not like dripping on your face. Like you put it onto your skin, tap it on. It's like tacky. Then you just use a jade roller over it, but the jade roller is kind of pushing the product into your skin, but mm -hmm. it's also lifting your skin. Like the way you roll it, like it does lymphatic drainage and mm -hmm. it helps to stimulate your skin. 
That's awesome. I know. I see everybody's has. I actually had one. It was sent to me. I'm like, I, I love it. I don't know what to do with this thing. It's great. <laughs> I know. I need to start using it. Um, mm. Okay. Next question. Um, what would you not do again if you were to start your channel right now? What would I not do again? Um, probably, like I said before, a little repetitive, but it probably were just I wouldn't try to be something I'm not. Yeah. I wouldn't try too hard to do something that doesn't really match my personality because it just comes off a little unauthentic and trying too hard. And you being yourself is working, right? Yeah. (laughs) And it comes off a little boring because when you're like trying to be perfect or a certain way, it's just not very interesting. People like realness. They do. Vulnerability, authenticity. That's what people want to watch. Um, how do you come up with video ideas? Um, I honestly write them down in my phone throughout the day all the time. Mm. I'll be like, oh, that'd be a great video. Or this would be a great video. If I see someone do something that inspires, it's just like inspiration I see everywhere. Or I'll, sometimes I'll be doing something that's like a little tip. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I'll stick like a green tea bag in a water bottle and be like, well, this is a good idea. People would like this. I'm going to do a video on this. So I just am constantly like I have notes in my phone and in my email. And I'm always like finding them. Oh, funny. So do you have like a, like a list on your phone, like in your notes and all that? Yep, exactly. And like, do you refer back to it when you're going to be filming yeah, again? I do. Mm, that's great. Um, what have been some video ideas that have just done really well that you're like, oh man, I really, I really got that one. The, well, my one video that's got like 1.3 million, it was like what I eat in a day for breakfast, that mm-hmm. video series. So I basically was supposed to film a whole what I eat in a day. Um, and then we start filming breakfast and it's so long that I was like, guys, this is going to have to be a three part video because mm-hmm. this is going to be like an hour long. So we did breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, and then the breakfast so far has been the best one, but those three videos did so well. And I think people liked just seeing the different ideas I shared and like one of them was out, one of them was in, that was cool. What do we mean? One was out. One, was, one was out. We did like, we did lunch out, like how oh. I order out at sweet green yeah, yeah. and then one of them we were like making breakfast at home. When did you upload those videos? It was recently, right? The last few months? Five months ago. Okay. These videos have been really, really popular for a while, right? So why do you think yours just did really well as opposed to some of the other ones that are out there or stood out amongst a lot of the other ones Other what I eat in a day videos? Yeah. I honestly don't know. I wish I had the answer for you. What's funny is like, you know, it's the most viewed video I have. So there's the most comments on it. And I'm constantly getting, you talk too much. You talk too much. Like Mm. the negative comments, which is very funny. But then I'm like, well, obviously it was, it's working because people like it. Um, in some of my videos after what I've done, what I eat in a day, I, instead of making it all on camera, I've like prepped it ahead of time. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Hey guys, you know, I listened to your feedback. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make this video as long, but then some people are like, no, we like it. So you never, you just don't know what some people are going to like and some don't. And I really, I think that's another thing about YouTube. Like if you could predict what's going to be viral, like all your videos would be viral. You just don't know. Yeah. I have no idea why that one took off the way it did. Do you pay attention to the analytics of like, okay, well the average view, you know, I'm going to have super long videos, but I'm, my average view duration is actually pretty decent. Yes. You take a look at that. I look at all of that mm-hmm. and like, um, you know, brands that want to work with me ask for that stuff, yeah. all the back end analytics. So we pay attention to that. Yeah. You have to. Mm-hmm. And that, that kind of gives clues as to like, okay, well this video, like my duration was pretty high. This one, people seem to drop off here and kind of gives clues as to maybe what's working, what's not. 
Right. I agree. Uh, okay. So the next question is, who would be your dream collaboration? My dream collaboration, probably Jessica Alba. I just love her. Mm. And I would love to do something with like honest or something beauty related. I just think she's just such an inspiration. She does it all. Yeah, she is. I know. Um, What is the biggest mistake you've made in your YouTube career? The biggest mistake I've made in my YouTube career? Um, So it's funny because like years ago I started the channel then like two years ago, I, 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 when I did nothing with it after that, I restarted it like for a month. And then last year is when I like really did it. So originally, originally when I did it, I worked with a team that wanted me to film them like a certain way. Mm. And I just kind of took their lead on it. And the videos were so bad. I've deleted all of them since they were horrible, but they were very like, um, Oh, let's not give too much information in one video. Like let's tease them for the next. It was like everything wrong. Like when mm. you just, I mean, everyone has those moments, but the videos were just very like sterile and a little commercial. And I was trying to make sure it would like, Oh, if like a big corporation saw this, would they like it? It was just the opposite of everything I do now. Now I'm just more like, what can people relate to? How can I keep it real? What would I like? Mm -hmm. Um, the more I've just kept it real and been honest and been normal and authentic, the better it's been for everything, all of my content. Yeah. That's a, that's, that's definitely the way things are going on YouTube for sure. Yes. Like less manufactured. Exactly. And you know, like I, by nature, I'm more of like a polished person. So Mm -hmm. that also doesn't mean that I have to go and like have messy hair and like whatever and try to be something. I'm still myself, Mm -hmm. but I'm just casual. That makes sense. Definitely. So, you know, with that approach, do you still pay attention to trends and kind of what's going on out there? I do. I'll look at trends and I'll see like, what, um, you know, people that follow me, like what else they're following and what they're Mm -hmm. interested in, but I'll just pick something that like speaks to me versus just picking a trend for no reason. In fact, I'm trying to do some holiday videos right now. And we were like trying to think of like healthy Thanksgiving recipes that we could share for people. Mm -hmm. And we're like coming up all these recipes and I was like, uh, I wouldn't eat any of these. So I don't want to film them. Like Mm -hmm. I have to find something that I would genuinely like, cause it's just going to translate in the video. Yeah, and that that's a good rule because you could take a look at trends, you could see what's going on, but you need to use yourself and your mm-hmm. passion and your purpose as a filter to ultimately exactly. decide what you're going to really do and present to your audience. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're doing a great job at that. So, thank um, you. Okay, what is the smartest decision you made in your YouTube career so far? The smartest decision I made in my YouTube career so far. Um, I think filming them as if I was doing an Instagram live, Mm. because there's something about that energy that people, I think when I started doing those, it really was, you never know what's going to like open a door for you. Mm -hmm. And the feedback I got there, people just loved that side of me because it was so relaxed Mm. and like casual. And I decided like to start filming my videos that way. I was like, and like I said, like if I mess up, whatever, I'm like, people mess up sometimes when they talk, just keep going. Don't make it this like scripted thing. And that's just what started doing a lot better in my videos. So you don't even edit out when you mess up for those types of videos? No, like once in a while, like if I'm filming an intro or a title or something, of course, like if I say something, we'll edit little things, mm-hmm. but I'm not like big smile and perfect and whatever. I'm just like conversational. If I flub on a word, like I'll be like, I'll just fix it and keep going. Yeah. 
What made you decide to kind of upload one of those types of videos? Well, just the feedback I was getting on Instagram Live mm. was so positive that I decided to just – I also was like, okay, I'm going to take the pressure off myself. Like, just do this on yeah. YouTube, whatever. See if it doesn't goes. give views, who, yeah, like, who cares? Like, I'm doing it for my audience. So, like, it'll just be helpful for them. And these are regular videos. These aren't necessarily going live on YouTube, correct? Correct. You're okay. right. They're not going live, but I pretend they're live. I just, mm. like, that's my mentality when I'm filming it. Do you do live on YouTube? Or is that something you think about doing? I don't – is that a thing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't done that, actually. I, could, I, should, I should try going live on YouTube. I've never done that. Oh, yeah, you can. Well, I mean, we could talk about it. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't even see it. Always learning something. Yeah, 100%. You can go, you could totally go live on YouTube, kind of same as, 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 as Instagram. People can engage and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, what is your favorite video or the one that you've done that you're the most proud of? Um, the one I'm the most proud of, let's see, you know, the, what I eat in a day videos, I really like because mm -hmm. I go into such detail on those. Um, I like those I really too. Like that one. I've been watching though. I was like binging right? those. Those are really good. Yeah. I like those. I also like the facial massage one I did and the skincare routine one I did because, Ooh, um, I, need to watch that. I thought they, they were really helpful. And I think I was really explaining like why I use, it's funny because I use like seven, sometimes I'll use like seven steps mm -hmm. and people are like, no one does this much. I'm like, this is my routine. Yeah. Like, I do that I'm much. I'm being honest. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I love it. Are you kidding me? I like look forward to it every night. I know. Okay. I need to watch that video because I do, I do love your what I eat in end of the day videos. You do go into a lot of detail and I, mm -hmm. I, I like that. Obviously other people like that too. So. Right. I have a hard time not going into detail. I'm just, I, I'd rather over explain everything. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite opportunity that you got as a result of your YouTube channel? Um, my favorite opportunity, um, probably just different, different brands that have found me or approached me and liked it and wanted to work with me. Um, just brands that like, like even honest beauty, like I, like I said, Jessica Alba is such an inspiration to me. So to have them reach out to me and want to work with me on something was, that was just really cool. I think just the opportunities it brought of, of different brands coming in. Yeah, that's always a cool thing. And mm -hmm. last question, what is your superpower? So what is something that you have that just comes naturally to you that you're born with that has contributed to your success on YouTube? I think, um, well, my, my love and passion for everything, wellness, skincare, beauty, anti-aging, all of that is something that um, I've had for just a long time and I think comes naturally to me. But I think what I learned as I started creating content that I'm very good at like teaching. Mm. And I think that came through the lives and that came through now doing YouTube and it comes so naturally to me to just like really easily and casually explain something. And I think that's what people like about me. And I try to never lose that because, you know, as you, you want your Instagram and you want your channels or YouTube to be personal, but I want to keep what people like about me and I want to like always serve that. Yeah. So I think that's probably like what comes the most naturally to me. That's great. Just going with your passion, just, just, just yep. aligning with that and presenting that to the world. I mean, it sounds so simple, but it's just, it isn't because <laughs> we question ourselves, no. we have self doubt and we, we pay too much attention to what other people are doing instead of looking within and being like, okay, what, what was I supposed, what was I put on this earth to do? What am I supposed to be doing? Yep. And I'll just tell you what, like when I said my biggest mistake on YouTube, when I first started and mm -hmm. I was filming videos, the way other people wanted me to, you could have seen how bad I was on camera. It was, it was so bad. My eyes looked like they were staring off into like, like space. Like mm -hmm. I had no connection. 
I wasn't like into it. It's, it's just night and day now. So even if you start and you're not that good at it, or you feel like you're uncomfortable, like one, you can find your own, like it can definitely change because I was not good in the beginning. What did you finally, like at that point when you were working with those people that kind of gave you bad direction, what made you snap and say, dude, this isn't, this isn't right. Like, was there something well, we, that we happened? Ended, we ended the partnership because mm-hmm. it just all around wasn't a good fix. And it was like very amicable. We ended mm-hmm. the partnership. Um, and then actually I, I can't believe I didn't mention this earlier. The, the thing that really taught me how to be like, good on camera, even like out of classes I've taken and everything was Snapchat. Mm. When I got Snapchat and I was like, it was video, you know, for Instagram, mm-hmm. we didn't have video yet. And I had to look and I, and I felt like I was talking. I, I got built up to like 30,000 views in Snapchat at the mm. time before everyone like stopped doing it. But I had this like mm. audience that I was like connecting with and that really, really helped me. And that's when I started doing YouTube and like Instagram lives like that. Mm, I think that's such a good point. And that a lot of people ask me like, yeah, I don't know if I'm good on camera. It's like, well, practice, do Instagram mm-hmm. lives, you know, go on live on Instagram um, or, you know, even Facebook. I mean, I mean at Facebook or YouTube, it doesn't matter if anybody's watching as you getting that practice of connecting with people and connecting with your, your audience or the people that are and resonating you feel with like you. It's so funny because no one really understands. It's really true. But like you have this community, like you're talking to someone. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if I go on Instagram and someone leaves a mean comment, like my community will like defend me. Mm-hmm. And on YouTube, I hadn't really built that yet. But mm-hmm. now it's, you know, my, the problem was I wasn't responding to as many comments on YouTube. Now I am. And now I feel like I'm starting to get to know people there. Yeah. So it's really cool how you can build this like online community. Then you feel more connected talking to the camera because you're like, I know who I'm talking to. That's true. It is. It, it is a little bit tricky at the beginning because when you're talking to nobody, you're like, well, nobody's watching anyway. I'm like talking exactly. to space, right? So, exactly. but it's the thing is though, it's still not an excuse when you're starting, you have to, you have to, in your mind, envision, I always say just envision somebody. If you're, if that, yeah. that, if that viewer is, you imagine is your best friend or your sister or so, even somebody, you know, you work with and just imagine that person come from it, from that perspective. And eventually the people will come the more natural and yeah. engaged you are. When I um, first, first started, I was taking um, hosting classes um, mm. in, on the West Side with this woman, Marky Costello. And yes. I remember this first, yeah, you know, Marky. I, I, would, I did hosting too. I mean, we need to talk offline because yeah, I, I did classes did. with her. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember her saying like, all right, picture, who's your audience? Who's mm-hmm. your target audience picture? And I just didn't get it then. I tried so hard and I couldn't get it. But then once I started, social media really helped. That mm. was like the turning point. Yeah, it really, it really does. Well, thank you so much. You have been amazing. I know people are going to love this. And for anybody that doesn't know who you are, where can they find you? Um, across the board, you can find me. All my social media is Dr. Mona Van, Dr. Mona Van. Same on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, all of that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was great talking with you. Bye. Bye. Well, there you go. That is our interview. And if you enjoy this, please give the podcast a review. It helps so, so much. I will see you next week. Mwah.